Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. As always, I'm your host, Darren Long. I'm happy to be here and by my side today, Jeremy Wiseman. Folks, we are everything that you need to know about gold and silver and natural fancy colored diamonds. We call it The Real Money Show because we deal with what we consider to be real money. It is gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. We'll be talking about a lot of that today, spending some time in today's show covering a lot of topics. Jeremy, I'm happy that this week was such a positive week. Congratulations, first off, right from the get-go for all of the new clients. Our seminar was full last Saturday, and it was well attended. And we had a lot of clients who ended up uh, opening up extra accounts, and we had brand new clients that we want to welcome to Guild Hall, and we're happy to have them come aboard. This was an eye-opener and in part helped us to shape today's show which is going to be a bit of a market update, some news on the elections, a little bit of news on a change in uh, the banking institution policies that might have went under the radar, but we're going to spend most of today's show talking about RSP mistakes, typical things that you as Canadians, that you as hardworking folks might not know or might make a mistake of when opening up your RSPs or thinking about doing just that. As always, folks, please remember that we are not your financial planners or advisors. We are experts in gold and silver and everything natural fancy colored diamond related. So I want to make sure that this show gets started on the right foot. I want to remind people that part of the theme of today's show is due diligence. You must educate yourself. It's why we're here, folks, to do just that. And with that in mind, we do have a pretty major update in the bullion market to get the show started. As many of you may know, one of our major suppliers up until this last week has been Republic Metals Corporation based out of Miami in Florida. And they are what we call one of the big four in terms of silver suppliers to the marketplace. LBMA approved product. They've been on the good delivery list, remain to this day so far, uh, as we know, on the good delivery list. But unfortunately, as times go, uh, the, the economy has crunched them into bankruptcy. And we will not speculate during this show what caused that or what might have led to that. Suffice it to say, we, like you, are learning as time passes that this company is no longer going to exist. Does it mean anything in regards to selling your product or owning Republic Metals uh, product? It doesn't. And Jeremy, you uh, crafted and we looked at uh, a press release for our existing client base that we're putting out this week. And uh, your thoughts on the matter, please. Yeah, so it's something that uh, anybody can request from us. And uh, just to give some some ideas for those who um, have seen that product or acquired some of that product for their portfolio. Essentially, what happened is, you know, there it looks like there was some sort of accounting, massive accounting error Inventory, that, that, right? that occurred. And essentially, you know, they, they filed for Chapter 11. Now, what does this mean? It means that the mining companies that provided product to them to be refined, right, they don't they don't get their product back and they don't get anything for their product. Those that had outstanding orders with them who'd pay, prepaid for product will not get their product. So this does have ramifications through the industry in terms of, you know, just like any bankruptcy would if, you know, Sears goes bankrupt, what happens to all their suppliers? So, um, but what it does mean is that I think ultimately it shows that, you know, we've seen in our industry sort of a race to the bottom in terms of, in terms of premiums, and we've also seen a lot of companies not survive 
by basically giving away product. And we've always wondered, how do they do it? How do they do it? And we, we'll tell our clients, hey, if they're doing it, go take as much as you can. And often they'll go over there and the product's not there. And nobody wants to pay for product and then wait six weeks to receive it. At Guildhall, and I think this is the important point for any listener, the important thing is that everything on our website is available for immediate delivery. And if th we know that immediate delivery builds trust. And so you want to get that product into your hand right away. And that's what we're providing at Guildhall. So I think that this is going to mean that premiums are going to rise in the market because I think ultimately uh, what, what, Republic's was, what Republic was bringing to the table was um, lower premium product, right? And so maybe that's a big part of what squeezed them out. They were a refiner that refused to use the wholesale system. They wanted to use their own logistics to send things, and they were trying to do things uh, a little bit cheaper than, uh, than it could be and I think that that's partly what led to their to led to their chapter eleven. I don't we don't know the full whole story yet. Right. Well, listen, we're going to have lots more to say on this topic as time goes on, but that's where we'll leave that topic and really just move on from there. Your product's good, and uh, if you own Republic Metals product, uh, like let's say Inglehart that was producing in the eighties, it's still a valid product to this very day, and we love that product. We always have loved the Republic product. We will miss their kilo bars. We we'll definitely were a miss huge their seller. kilo bars. I sure, I'm sure that somebody will come in and probably. Attempt to uh, get that business, and uh, we'll hear more about it in the coming days. Yeah, and at the end of the day, gold is gold, silver, silver. If you have it, you, you can still sell it. It's not an issue. It's still worth what it's worth. And I think what'll happen eventually is we've seen what happened. Remember, Darren? Remember how we used to see these old JM bars coming in through our offices, right? These dented, dented, tarnished JM bars. They've yeah. been through the ringer, mm -hmm. and we still see them. Yeah, but not as not as much. Now no, everything is sort of brand new because people have taken that product and that product's either been re-refined into, you know, sent to Royal Canadian Mint and brought into new product or it's being stored somewhere in deep storage. And uh, when we were seeing a lot of those bars was actually in 2011, right? When the price of, of silver was reaching really hot, big, big numbers, people were, maybe it's time to sell something. So I think, I think eventually some of the product that, that people have as far as Republic metals might be just recycled into the industry, come up with new bars, right? All right, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call. Guildhallwealth.com is the website where you want to go. We will have everything there for you in terms of your investment information, in terms of purchasing gold and silver. And this is where you start, folks. If you want to get on the mailing list to get the weekly newsletter, call that number, one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. And we'll talk more about the site and what's on that site a little throughout the show as we go on here. But just a short update. We've got a lot happening this week. You had uh, gold and silver staying very range-bound as we record the show here on Thursday. Uh, silver trading in the 1440 to 1450 range. Gold trading in the 1220 to 1230 range. And very stable in that particular range. I've seen a whole host of non-precious metals analysts this week, Jeremy, uh, tout the fact that the U.S. economy is on weaker ground than is being led to believe and that they are suggesting insurance policies. Now, not all of them will say gold and silver. They won't talk about it. But for a brief minute here in section number one of this week's show, the U.S. election that was held, the midterm election, 
uh, really, when it comes down to it, you're going to see both the Liberals and the Conservatives on both sides of Democrats, Republicans argue that they got the better of the vote. Uh, the truth is, it's up to you, the individual, to decide what ends up being better. Trump does not lose control of the White House and uh, is in terms of, of the direction of the economy. It's still a debt-laden economy, folks, and nothing really has changed. The perception is that it's happiness for the Trump voters, it's sadness for the other voters, but they'll put a spin on it. But the truth is, uh, and we got an article from GoldSeek this week on just that, that there is no significant change. In fact, Trump picked up right where Obama has left off, and the nation uh, is in trouble in terms of the debt. And that's what we're going to focus on this week, a little bit about what's happening there and in Canada. But these are the type of catalysts, these midterm elections and these situations uh, that occur that cause geopolitical instability around the world they are the catalyst for higher pricing in gold and silver and sometimes these are event-driven markets jeremy your take on what the election might or might not mean to the gold silver market does it mean anything at all i i don't think it means anything in particular i i, I don't i often get in you know everyone wants to talk about politics and we always say go look at the money it's all about the money uh, it's all about what's going on in the markets and i think that We've had a decade of low interest rates. It's allowed for, and in some ways forced the issue on getting involved in more risky assets. People who have taken those risks and gone into those markets have done quite well um, because that's what you get. You get a higher risk, you get a higher reward. And that's what people have been able to, to take advantage of for the better part of a decade. Now, that is obviously coming to an end. The Fed is raising interest rates. They're taking money out of the system. Uh, they're taking the punch bowl away. And this will have an effect on the stock market. There's no doubt about it. So Trump definitely has issue with the Fed doing that because that uh, looks bad for him. We are not, as a, as a company, as our philosophy, against stocks. We are not against real estate. We are not against the overall, uh, you know, we're not crazy silver gold bugs who want to just you know bury everything in the backyard and and get you know put stores of food away but we do believe that it's important to be properly diversified and what that means is is that if you're 100 percent in the stock market it doesn't matter how diversified you are it's all in canadian dollars or all in u.s dollars and what if those dollars are losing value over time so the idea is to own an asset outside the banking system that when, when the chips are down, people have a go-to asset that has had value for thousands of years. And that's why central banks like China, Russia, uh, India are buying gold like crazy. So be your own central bank. Open an account. Get some physical silver in your portfolio, and I think the best way to do that is to just go to the e-store, get some product in your hand, because if you, don't, if you don't own it, sorry, if you don't hold it, you don't own it, and it's a great place to sort of get it in your hand, start to understand what this market is about, and know that you can have it all. You can have your stocks long-term, and you can also have a hard asset that has gained both in silver and gold 
over 250% in the last 15 years. So you're looking at double-digit gains in, in that amount of, amount of time. All right, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcoms website to go. There you can open up multiple types of accounts. Get the product in your hands, folks. Physical is the way to go, and our belief is that if you can't hold it, you don't own it. We'll talk about that and much, much more. We'll stay on the topic of the election for another couple of minutes, and throughout this show, we're going to be uh, kind of getting over to a new topic, which is the mistakes that people potentially can make when they're getting an RSP, opening up an RSP, and we'll talk about how gold and silver fit into that whole picture when we get back. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Again, I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me today is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, and I myself also happen to work at this great firm, and we are biased folks. So, of course, when we're talking about gold and silver, it's something we love, we're passionate about, and Jeremy... We've brought people up to speed basically on a couple of issues, the uh, Republic Metals bankruptcy situation, the fact that those holding Republic Metals like yourself, myself, our firm and our clients, it's great product and we're going to continue to to have uh, uh, the ability to sell that product for clients if they want to bring it back in and sell it. We can still take that product, no problem. The bankruptcy of that company means nothing in terms of the, uh, the quality, of itself, the product. quality of the product. It's great product. We also talked about the election, and um, maybe perhaps what we didn't suggest is that a lot of people we've talked to in the short term since the middle of this week, they also believe, like we do, that this is not so much of a, as a, it's a farce to say, but it changes nothing in the grand scheme of things. It really keeps it exactly the same. I yeah, mean, the Dow still still peaked in right, January. Right, You know, it tried to get back there towards the end of the summer, or towards the beginning of the summer, and... To me, it looks like a, any person looking at a chart would say, well, that looks like a double top. But the fact is, is after January, it it's now a volatile market. It's no longer going straight up. It's now up one day, down one day, down the next, up the next, up, down, down, up, right? So there's a lot of volatility in that market. And I think that is sending a very strong signal to people that, hey, the last 10 years of good times of low interest rates and the market going in one direction – are most likely over and you know you look at the smartest people out there like Ray Dalio and and the likes all these major hedge fund guys and they're all saying you know the recessions around the corner and the good times are just about over time to get prepared so if you don't have the physical product in your portfolio we're glad you're listening to the show and we're glad you're going to listen to some of the common mistakes that people make with regard to their RSP because this is going to be a very important time to get the metal in your portfolio especially since we believe and all of the, the analysts out there that we pay attention to that are way smarter than us, Darren, they're saying gold could go to three, five. Some are looking into the 15,000 mark, and maybe we'll talk about that in, in other shows why we believe it can get there. Well, let me remind people why there was so much exuberance when Trump took over. Again, total divide in a nation that is very close to us and that we use very heavily for our trade, our commerce, and everything that we do every day. But... Also, take a look at the direction that country's heading. If you believe that Trump is good for the country and you believe that somehow what he said, which was initially that he would erase America's debt within eight years. I mean, right. how do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how. Well, yeah, okay. sure, of course. So, so Greenspan said that the U.S. can always pay its debts. They just can't guarantee the purchasing power of the dollar when they do. 
So you tank the dollar of course. and you pay back your debts there or you, you print a ridiculous amount. So I can see why Trump has such an issue with the Fed and raising rates because – Typically, that should actually be putting value back into the U.S. dollar, and that's the last thing he probably wants because you want to lower the value of the dollar to pay back the debts. Well, if you look at it from just the numbers side of things, it's very telling. I mean, Trump said again, I'm going to erase the debt in eight years. It's now bigger than ever. The U.S. national debt is about $21.7 trillion, which means that every man, woman, and child, every single one of them, owes 65,000 US, approaching 66,000. And in fact, debt per taxpayer is about 177,000. I mean, you cannot run a country like this long term. And during Obama's presidency, the total national debt uh, rose from, you know, basically 10.6 trillion to nearly <coughs> 20 trillion. And now Trump's got up to 21, almost 22 trillion in the year that he's been in office. Um, this debt is just the nominal debt, folks. We want you to remind you that there's also the not insignificant matter of between 100 to 200 trillion in unfunded liabilities in Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security. And as baby boomers start to retire, which they are right now, these liabilities are coming due in, in uh, waves. And this is, in essence, something that we feel here in Canada and to relate it. Uh, more so to our country, what the U.S. and uh, the EU and most Western nations are doing is just kicking the proverbial can down the road. And consequently, a, a U.S. and global debt crisis looks likely, uh, not in the coming years or the next decade, in the coming months. It's a very, very big possibility. And all of this paving over it means that we got to be more diligent in the education and the way that we approach our wealth. God knows we work so hard for our money. We work so hard to put that check away at the end of the day. And uh, you have to insure it, Jeremy. And that's why today we want to kind of flip the tables and move more so into a topic that is near and dear to us, which is the discussion of, of mistakes, common mistakes that are made, especially as they relate to the accounts we've opened for people that are putting gold and silver into their RSPs or TFSAs their rifts, their lifts, and when it comes to retirement, we've seen everything. Yeah, I think, Darren, to, to your point um, regarding the debts, I think it's irresponsible to have a portfolio and not have a consideration of the debts. I think that gold, the gold market has been funneled into a, a section that says you either are out completely out of equities and out of real estate and you're only, only holding uh, hard, hard assets like gold and silver to protect against the next massive collapse. And meanwhile, you're missing out on, on, on gains elsewhere. We're, well, what we're saying is, look, it's been 10 years of gains going up. That's entered into volatile territory. But you don't necessarily have to be sitting there waiting for the next collapse. But you can certainly prepare yourself for that by saying, well, I'm going to invest whatever I'm doing. I've got my long-term financials, my long-term um, you know, this and that energy, whatever it is, but you're looking at the market and saying, I can't sit there and, and ignore the debt at the same time. And to your point about the debts, Darren, you know, that debt clock, you can go to debtclock.org um, and it'll show you that the dollar to silver ratio is $613 per ounce. 
and the dollar to gold ratio is four thousand eight hundred dollars an ounce. Which even if fifty percent of that should go occurs, against the debt. Exactly. I mean, imagine where we go if even fifty percent of that becomes a reality. Folks, this is an opportunity for you to get into the market to own physical gold and silver as an insurance policy, as a way to protect yourself in these times of uncertainty. To do that, call the number one eight seven seven eight silver. Go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. There you can start your education. There you can get a free investment kit that will be chocked full of information about the markets we discuss every week on this very show. You can also get yourself onto the mailing list. Get the Precious Metals newsletter that comes out once a week. It has audited articles on there that we ourselves have handpicked for you to be able to do uh, to be able to educate yourself and get in the know. Now, Jeremy, let's bring up this topic of RSP money and getting into these markets. So many people have done it in Canada. It's you know you put up your hand in a, in a seminar if you've put money in an RSP and everyone puts their hand up. Yeah. It's almost you know eighty plus percent. Yet, do we really think that we've become uh, uh, experts, so to speak, on the? Uh, ways, the infrastructure of an RSP, how it works, what I can and cannot do. And the answer to that is really that we can't. We've been opening up RSP accounts since 2015. And ultimately, what we have learned over that time is that there are, in fact, a number of very important mistakes that are being made or uh, unknown bits and pieces about RSPs that our clients are helping us to understand they don't know about. What are some of them? Talk about them. I mean, let's let's help our clients to understand more about RSPs. Okay, so the first one, Darren, is um, around the concept of transferring funds. So typically, people have their bank that they've probably used forever, right? Um, you know, they've been loyal to that bank, and that's where they're holding their RSPs. But did you know that you can hold an RSP with multiple institutions? And you can even transfer your RSP from institution to institution without removing the, the RSP or the investment, without mo- removing funds or the investments out of the RSP. So the, the mistake that's made is that there's an assumption that if I move my RSP from one institution to another, that I'm going to be penalized because I'm clear the idea is that, oh, I'm taking it out. And if I take it out, I'm going to be penalized. I'm going to have to pay the, the withholding tax. That is not the case. Um, we help people do transfers all the time. And part of that as well is that I think there's the, this assumption as well, Darren, that uh, we see it every, every day here. They th- investors think they have to do it the transfer through their advisor or through their bank, and they don't want to have that confrontation. Well, you do not have to do it. That's not how it works. It's actually not even their responsibility. The responsibility lays in the new institution where you're wishing your funds to go. In other words, and I'm not picking on a bank, but if I don't like TD, I can move to Scotiabank, and that's my prerogative. And Scotiabank will will adjust to move that over. And if it's Scotiabank to, to Bank of Montreal, you can move from one to the other without any penalty. Now, the outgoing bank might pinch you a little bit. They might say, well, we're just going to give you a last little $100 admin fee or whatnot. Okay, that's fine. That That's not a big deal. But we're not taking it out. You're not being charged 15% to move the product, to move uh, your investment. So we help people do that at Guildhall. Open your account, 
we work with Questrade, we help you open that account, we help you do the transfer forms, and then you can move your investments from, from your existing institution over to Questrade so that you can hold actual physical product. All right, when we come back, let's stay on this topic. Let's answer a few more questions, one of which is going to be, what is the best time of year to contribute to an RSP? That and much, much more. You are listening to The Real Money Show. Remember, you can call the number one eight seven seven eight silver or go to the website guildhallwealth.com, and there you can actually set yourself up to hold and purchase and own physical gold and silver. We'll talk more about how to open up accounts and the different types that we have, but this is the starting point, folks. Take this opportunity while the prices are still in a value range to get educated, get yourself into the market, whether it's an RSP account, whether you want to store the product, whether you want to take it home with you. We have options that will uh, fulfill all of those needs and much, much more. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We have been talking about everything related to gold, silver, and we will be bringing up some natural fancy color diamonds shortly. But we were on the topic before break, Jeremy, of RSPs and gold and silver. Common mistakes that people make that we've heard and feedback from our clients since 2015 when we started doing RSP accounts with gold and silver and in fact, you had already mentioned two very important points, and we're going to move on to a third. But go ahead and just summarize quickly what we discussed. So the first one, coming back from break, for those who missed the the, that last segment, is this idea that you can move your investments or cash within a, 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 an RSP from one institution to another financial institution without any taxation. There is no penalty to move it from one to the other. It actually stays within the RRSP. There's no trigger event. There's nothing, you're not going to get taxed. No, you're not removing nothing. it from the RSP. You're just right. moving from one RSP to another. Right. Um, or one institution to another, or who holds it. And we can have as many of those as, as we want. Yeah, you can hold it with all of the banking institutions if you want. And the second thing is that the transfer is also, you'll open up the new account, and then the transfer is not executed by the outgoing institution. In other words, you don't call up your current bank or your current advisor and say, look, I'd like to move my money. I'm, I'm, I'm done here or whatever it is. Um, in fact, the, the new institution initiates those transfers for you on your behalf. So there's no confrontation. So those are very important points to make, Jeremy. And I think we should somehow, some way, follow this up at some time with a document that perhaps will will give or will share with clients down the road. But another one that's a big, huge problem with clients is that they are often told or you see advertisements on TV um, or they're, they're pressured by banks or institutions they're working with. And they think that there's a, a best time of year uh, to be putting money into an RSP. Now, there are deadlines, that's for sure. You You have only... X amount of time per year to be able to make contributions that will effectively be used for that tax year. And people most often know those deadlines. But is there any perfect time of year, in your opinion? What, what have we learned from our clientele? So the common mistake that, that a lot of Canadians make with regard to their RSP is that this idea that there's an, an RRSP season, and you kind of touched upon it there, Darren, is that the season is in line with the deadline. So the banks kick up their marketing to say, oh, it's RRSP, 
and I'm using air quotes, season and it's time to make your, your contributions. But you don't have to just wait until the very end deadline to make your annual contribution because it makes it seem like you should be only doing your investment investments once a year and only contributing once a year. You can actually set up pre-authorized withdrawals on a regular basis. I do that for my own RRSP. And so that way, by the time the, the deadlines come around, I'm not scrambling. I've already made most of my contributions, you know, and I should probably up it so I don't have to bother making any contribution right, in, right. in January, February. But the idea here is that what an amazing way to, to save consistently, right? And I personally love the idea that you're just seeing the cash build up in your RSP and then you can you can start to balance your portfolio as you go along, right? So I'm not just a gold investor and a silver investor, so I am doing my own contributions. But the idea here, Darren, is that there is no specific date that you have to make your contribution. Consider doing it throughout the entire year. I have a client, for instance, when it comes to gold. He, uh, he's a doctor. He puts money in regularly, and we buy one ounce of gold a month. You know what? At the end of the year, he's got 12 more ounces up. than he had the year before, <coughs> and he's got a lot more ounces than a lot of other people have. Well, let's just talk about that because one of the mistakes is also, or the miss, is that I don't have enough money to save in an RSP. You said yourself, you make monthly contributions. This is probably one of the best ways a person can do this. Now, remember, taking into consideration, we're not your planners or advisors. It might be more or less for each individual listening, but I ran the numbers before we did the show. And if you were to make a very modest contribution on a regular basis, it can add up. Suppose you were to invest 100 each month in an RSP from ages 30 to 65, just 100 a month, and you could obtain a very long-term average rate of return of 5%. 5%. Let's see how compounding effect plays a role in that. So I'm putting in 100 a month, which is 1,200 a year, and let's see what 5% return per year, very modest return, will do and how it will impact. Well, in 35 years, at age 65, when I go to retire, I'll have $114,000 in my RSP to use for retirement. And that basically means that for a period of, let's say, 20 years on average, from 65 to 85, I will be able to take out pre-tax $9,100 every year to top up my retirement income. And that is really what people don't look at. It's the compounding effect, uh, the compounding effect uh, of, of a very Making modest a contribution. Return, that yeah. contribution on a monthly base. Now, Jeremy, the other question that gets asked very frequently, and, and this is just as important as taking uh, money out of the account, is can I take silver out of the account? Can I, at the end of the day, instead, because I don't need the money or because I have a different approach on my retirement plan, can I take physical bullion that I bought and put and stored for whatever amount of years into my RSP out and then store it or take it home? Is this a possibility? Yes. So this is something that we, we get asked a lot. Hey, can I take my product home? Actually, there's two questions we get asked a lot. One, can I hold it at home? Uh, let's start with that one. So can for, I hold it while I have an RSP? Correct. Okay. So the first thing is, is no, we can't have the product be with the client individually. They're storing it wherever they want to store it, and it still be a registered product. The, the um, Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada has to know that the product exists. If you take it home, 
who knows if you sold it, if you've rehypothecated it, if right, you've, you know, course. we don't know what's, so what's do occurred. That. We so keep it stored while we have the RSP. We have to keep it stored while we have the RSP. Okay. But now what, I want to take it home. But what makes Guildhall different than any other type of investment is that we allocate the specific product for the client. Right. It's their product. It's allocated and segregated, and it's in an independent vault. The question is, can I take it home? Yes, you can take it home. You're deregistering it. So what that means is, let's think of it like this. You can take it home. You're taking the bullion and not the cash. So if you deregister your, your investments and you basically are selling your investments and saying you want to take $20,000 cash out of your RSP, then you pay the withholding tax. On the 20000 That money gets added to your income, right? Your annual income, and you get the cash. To whatever's left mm-hmm. gets deposited into your into your uh, your account. checking account, whatever. Right. In this case, you wouldn't be taking the cash; you'd be taking the physical product. Okay. Now, the advantage of that, it's not something that logistically is is what every investor is looking to do. Um, you know, they're holding it in their portfolio as a means to protect their wealth and grow their wealth long term. But what it does mean is that if there was a shortage, and we've talked about shortages, Darren, that there could come a time where someone says, you know what, I do want that product in my hand. Well, as opposed to any other type of bullion investment where the custodian is not you, right, not the investor, whether it's a pool account, paper account, physical-backed fund, whatever those ETFs, these are all products that you can't hold in your hand. So therefore, you can't remove it from your RSP either. It's not to say that everyone should be removing product from their RSP, and it's and it should be a distinction between having some physical cash at home, right? You have your cash, you have some physical bullion on hand, and then you have your RSP investments. I think of RSP investments as that wealth portion of your portfolio, not the cash day-to-day expense part of your portfolio. So it's not that it's a catch-all for, for all of the savings that you have, um, the idea is that you're building your wealth in your RSP long term. So it's, it shouldn't be something that you're looking to take the, the product out all the time. But we want to show people by bringing you to the vault, showing you the specific products that you have, that yes, it is something that you could deregister. All right. So this product that's stored uh, and vaulted on my behalf, I own, I get the serial numbers for it, is it, segregated from everybody else's holdings and it's allocated to me. This product is insured, correct? We get insurance certificates for the client while it's being stored in an RSP. This is another huge question people have, and often they make the mistake of saying, well, I know it's there at the facility, but you know, it's, it's, they think of it like a safety deposit box where there's no insurance, or maybe there's not the sufficient enough insurance. There is 100% coverage on these accounts with respect to that bullion, correct? Correct. So again, one of the big differences between the other type of precious metals investing and what we do is ours is not paper. And it's not physical product owned by someone else. It's owned by you. So we encourage every single RRSP, TFSA, Lira, LIF, RIF, RESP investor to come to the vault once the product's been allocated on their behalf to go to the vault and hold that product in their hand. Then the, it kicks in. It, there's that aha moment of no wonder I'm paying storage and insurance for this because this is actual physical product that does have to be stored and insured. You don't need to insure a stock. I mean, yes, there's Canadian uh, Insurance Protection Fund, but 
companies can go broke and there's nothing you can do about it. Nortel goes broke, there's nothing you can do about it, right? Um, one of these pot stocks goes broke, there's nothing you can do about it. Gold and silver aren't going broke, they're a hard asset. You have to store and insure that product and that's what that's what's there for them. All right, for more of this discussion on RSP mistakes and myths, we're going to do an extra podcast after this show which we'll post to our blog sometime this coming week. Stay tuned for it. We'll talk more about this uh, ongoing situation with uh, respect to best uh, practices and the question of whether or not paper gold versus physical. We're going to do that there. To open up an account, call the number one eight seven seven eight silver or go to guildhallwealth.com. And for those that want an RSP, remember, we love welcoming you to the market. When we get the chance to say thank you, we love to do so. For those opening up accounts over 5,000 US, every 5,000 US you're putting into the marketplace will give you one gram of gold absolutely free of charge up to a maximum of 10 grams. And that's our way of just welcoming you to the market, maybe offsetting the trade fee of 1995 or the bar charge of $2, little things like that that we can help you to get over. And that is, again, something we want to do to welcome you to the market. So we'll take that into consideration when making your decision. And when we come back, Jeremy, we're going to talk more about uh, news in the diamond space right now. We've got an updated November promotion that's going on. We're going to talk more about uh, allocated financing, and we're going to put it all together. That and much, much more on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management and Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We are in the fourth and final segment of today's show. It's gone by so fast, Jeremy. It always does. And when we're having fun and when you're passionate about something like gold and silver, you have to remember there are mistakes that can be made, folks. If you don't hold it, you can't hold it, you don't own it. We just finished talking about RSPs. We're going to have an extended podcast up on the site this week talking a little bit about the differences between paper gold and physical gold and why that's a big deal and why you should be paying attention to that. So please check our blog at some point during the week. We'll have that up there. Uh, Jeremy, very big news this week with respect to the topic of repatriation. Now, over the years, we've talked about this extensively uh, in situations that involve very big countries like Germany and uh, very big countries like Switzerland and countries that uh, certainly were part of this uh, asking of, of the return of their bullion product from another country that was more convenient for storage. Remember folks, a lot of countries store their product in other countries for ease of liquidity for uh, the purposes of having collateral within those countries if they're using foreign uh, reserves or any type of other currencies. A lot of people put their product in New York. And uh, of course, when 9-11 happened, some of you may remember, uh, there was bullion at the bottom of the Twin Towers and some of that may have uh, gone missing. And that has been a topic which has been in play for as long as our doors have been open. Now this week, Venezuela in particular having a tremendously difficult time and for reasons that are very common sense and some that are not, we don't certainly have a, a opinion on that politically or otherwise, but they were denied their request for gold. They wanted to take home or back repatriate their gold back into their country to protect the country, to uh, give the country some insurance in case all heck breaks loose. And, um, you know, people aren't paying attention. It's not making the headlines. This is big news. It's very important because this article that we brought from Silver Doctors and other websites 
talk specifically about the reason why, Jeremy, and, and what was said about this. So this is, this is a, a remarkable story that, that occurred this week because essentially Maduro wanted to repatriate the gold that is being held in the Bank of England vault. Now, um, Venezuela has repatriated gold in the past. They did it from J.P. Morgan's vaults. Right. Um, I guess it was about eight, ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, but now they are being completely rebuffed by the Bank of England, and the Bank of England is playing judge and jury now, saying, "Nope, we're not sending it to you because we don't trust you, Maduro. We don't trust that 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 the money that that you." get from the sale of that gold is actually going to make it to its citizens. There's a nefarious outcome that could be potentially uh, yeah, bad that, for the country. Who knows? Great if it, excuse. Uh, ship's going down. Uh, he's got the power. He's going to grab what he can out of it. And, you know, whatever, whatever the excuse is, this is an example of why a central bank like Germany or Austria would want to repatriate their gold in the first place because... They don't know if the bank is going to all of a sudden turn around and become judge and jury and say, well, no, you're not getting it back. I mean, this is a very atypical reason given by banks, right? You would expect them to sort of backpedal a little bit and maybe just say, well, we have to do the proper accounting for it or, you know, come up with some kind of excuse. But this is a highly political reason. To Almost say, like a challenge to Venezuela. Say, if you want your gold, come get it. Yeah. They know it's like, and they know yeah, you're it's not, not getting it's anything. Never happening. Yeah, right? you're not coming. You're not crossing the it's ocean and happening. picking it up. Now, what does this mean to the everyday investor? Well, uh, this article that talks about it. What I love about it is they said this just proves that if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Right. right? And this is sort of theft in in some ways on the part of the British government that they they're saying no, nope, we're not sending it to you. Doesn't matter who you are, right? They're just not sending it. Um, so maybe they're waiting for some regime change, but this is something that we'll have to monitor closely. Now, could that ever happen to a client at Guildhall is, I think, a, a question that we have to take from this. Sure. The answer is no. It's, it, the product is held in an independent vault facility. What does that mean? It's, it's not a sovereign nation's bank, right? It's not um, a government bank, a government vault um, or a bank that is connected to a government, right? Like, let's say, J.P. Morgan's vaults, right? Is it J.P. Morgan? Is it the government? Who knows, right? But in our case, we're storing with an independent vault facility. It just happens to be, with regard to the RSPs, IROC approved the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada, so we can hold it in there for our RSP investing for your retirement. But uh, it's an independent vault, and I think that's key. That means that, yes, you can go to the vault. You can personally audit your holdings. You can take delivery any time that you want, and we don't charge people an arm and a leg when they decide, you know what, I'd rather bury it in the backyard. There's no huge penalty. We don't, we don't stick it to anybody if they decide they don't want to be there anymore, and there's no obligation either. You can go to the vault, visit your product. You can take it home. Uh, we have clients all across the country, all across North America, and their product is as, A, liquid as they want it to be and as accessible as they want it to be. So this is a, a more on the grand political scale, but I think it says a lot about the market. Well, again, if you are interested in finding out more about that we have put that article in particular the one about venezuela on our linkedin group and it may be in fact one of the articles we will serve up in this week's precious metals newsletter if you want to get that newsletter go to the website guildhallwealth.com or call the number one eight seven seven eight silver 
and ask to get on that mailing list. It is important for you, for your family, for your wealth, and for the protection of that wealth to understand the inner workings and the reasons why you should own gold and silver in the physical form. Now, Jeremy, before we go to break here uh, in this final segment, let's just quickly talk about what November means for diamonds. We have had very little to say recently about uh, diamonds in particular because it's been a great market. It's been very consistent. We showed a lot of diamonds at this week's seminar, and it was enjoyable to have people in our office that were interested in owning and buying, and uh, this is one of the things that we probably don't spend enough time on. But for the month of November, I want to remind everybody that if you're interested in a diamond, all diamond purchases will be accompanied by a beautiful, giftable set of uh, diamond stud earrings and these are white diamonds that we'll be giving with them they're very nice high quality white diamonds it's just our way of saying thank you but not only that when you're investing in a colored diamond a lot of people understand the importance of putting that diamond away and don't want to or have any plans to wear that as wealth on any part of their body so this is our way of saying hey maybe this is what you wear this is what you give away it's the giftable you share with your loved one and you take your investment and keep it safe yeah it's uh, backed by popular demand uh, you you hit the nail on the head there darren not everybody feels comfortable wearing a natural fancy colored diamond. Uh, it's a, it's, it can be a, a very valuable investment and they, they just aren't comfortable with it. But this is the time of year that someone says, you know what, I will get into, involved in the colored diamond market and what a fantastic gift I can, I can give to a family member um, or a spouse or to myself. Um, and uh, so it, it's always been a successful promotion for us. So we've brought it back by popular demand. And uh, the diamond market is one that is so consistent and uh, that it really bears looking at and investigating because anyone who looks at the type of diamonds that we have at Guildhall, I think they're going to find uh, the investment quite compelling. You know, in the wake of the financial crisis, Darren, um, you know, you had markets uh, being extremely volatile. We entered an age where it was very cheap to borrow money and take some risks. Um, and people understood that, wait a minute, maybe I don't want to take so much risk at this time in the markets where, I don't know, is real estate topped? Is the stock market topped? Uh, what, what have we looked at? And we know that since record keeping began, natural fancy colored diamonds of high quality have experienced basically zero volatility. There was a little volatility on, on uh, some lower grade yellow diamonds in 2009, and there was a V-shaped recovery in a single year. Now that is not you cannot say the same about the art market, another hard asset market, or the wine market. You know, these are markets that you have to really know a lot about. You don't have to know too much about natural fancy colored diamonds to get involved. But we do see a lot of people become um, avid collectors. They love the chase of trying to find, trying to track down one of those diamonds that uh, we're always looking for. Because the, the way it works, the typical thing you'd hear from, um, you know, regarding colored diamonds is that for every 10,000 white diamonds, there's a single color diamond. That's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is actually, uh, you know, if you, you pay attention to GIA and uh, Russell Shore, who uh, is one of their researchers and analysts, that basically one-tenth of one percent become VS quality 
internally flawless quality. And we're going after that 0.001% of diamonds. Now, what does that end up being? Well, we talked about it last week, Darren. And what that means is it's not one in 10,000. It's one in 100 million in some cases. So those are the type of diamonds that we're looking for. So what do you get when you have a natural fancy color diamond? Number one, not everybody has the ability to own something that very few people on the planet have. That is a very specific type of feeling that you can get from having an investment. Also knowing that the investments can be clearly in the double digits uh, for very long periods of time make this a perfect investment for generational wealth, for you know, why buy jewelry that's going to lose value the minute you walk off the the minute you walk out the retail store? Why not have a uh, individual piece of jewelry that's going to last a lifetime? Pass it down to generation, and it's going to grow in value all the time. Build a collection of natural fancy colored diamonds. All you'd have to sell at, at the end of the day when you're ready to retire is a couple of the diamonds, hopefully. So there's a lot of reasons to own a natural fancy colored diamond this month um, and through December. You're going to get a pair of diamond studs with your acquisition of a natural fancy color diamond so contact us get us get the new brochure that we have and uh, we look forward to speaking with you and showing you some of the collection if your goal is to protect your wealth if your goal is to make wealth for yourself for your family then i highly recommend going over to guildhallwealth.com calling the number one eight seven seven eight silver and uh, remember on our podcast just a little small five-minute snippet or so. We're going to be dealing with paper versus gold. And we'll also throw in there uh, on that podcast uh, a little bit more about this month's promotion on diamonds. We have a lot to say about combinations of gold and silver we can put together. And uh, if, we want to, if we want to go into that particular RSP category, remember, for every 5000 you spend, you're getting one gram of gold absolutely free of charge as a client up to 10 grams we'll have a lot more to say about that as the month progresses to that and much much more next week's show and we want to thank you for listening and being tuned in to the real money show with guild hall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto